Welcome to our Lunch with Dr. Cooper podcast. Every quarter, we sit down with a member of our team to discuss one of our premier behaviors. Today, we're joined by Dr. Ram Valamuri, who is the director of our Firefighters Burn Center, to discuss challenging the status quo. The Burn Center is one of our centers of excellence, with the only burn center within 400 miles that is verified by the American Burn Association. That means Dr. Valamuri and his team see patients with enormous um, variety of serious injuries. They're also caring for a volume of patients now that the next clear, nearest um, burn center is closed in Jackson, Mississippi. We are meeting that demand by innovating to implement new care techniques, reduce length of stay, and use resources more efficiently. Dr. Valamuri, I'm looking forward to hearing how these examples can help us all challenge the status quo in our role at Regional One Health. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Dr. Cooper. It's my pleasure and honor. Very good. I have a couple questions to answer, ask you, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, they won't be too tough, so hopefully we'll have a good time here. Before we dive into innovation, all the new things your team has accomplished, let's cover the basics. Talk about the Firefighters Burn Center, what it provides, and what type of patients do you see, and how do you help them recover from your injuries, from the injuries? So the Firefighters Burn Center is the only verified burn center by the American Burn Association for about 400 miles now. The patients that we see are an extensive group of individuals who have thermal burns, chemical burns, electrical burn injuries, uh, also patients who have concomitant trauma with burn injuries, all expanding from the regions of uh, west of, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, west of Nashville. We see quite a bunch of patients from Arkansas. We see a lot from Mississippi now with the current status happening there change happening there. And we also see patients from the boot hills of Southern Missouri. Uh, our burn center is uh, extremely, extremely busy. Uh, we have uh, an amazing group of individuals who look after these patients. And uh, the teamwork approach of our, our individuals, which includes our specialists of uh, plastic surgeons, critical care docs, pharmacists, uh, therapists, uh, our nurses who are amazing, working tirelessly on these patients, is a reason why we enjoy taking care of these folks. So as the only APA-certified burn center, what makes the Firefighters Burn Center uniquely qualified, um, equipped to handle these type of complex burns? So it's, it's a, uh, uh, there's a lot of things that make that happen. Uh, first of all, as I mentioned before, to be a verified burn center, you need to mark or you got to make certain qualities landmarks uh, with the American Burn Association. So for example, the number of patients we see, we see close to easily 400 admissions a year. We see about 1,000 emergency room visits coming to our burn center. We see close to 1,500 patients in the outpatient setting. On top of that, our group of specialists, uh, the critical care doctors, the kind of care that they provide for our, our house fires or our critical burns, which are more than 20%, our rehab team, our nursing team, uh, the, they have all checked the quality landmarks that are required and essential to be verified. And so as you, we talk about the closure of the burn center down in Jackson, Mississippi, we're expecting and seeing some degree of increased utilization of our center. How have you challenged the status quo in order to prepare for that? So we have a strategy in place. We never uh, refuse a patient. We do our level best to work within the hospital with our colleagues from trauma, with our colleagues from medicine, with our case manager, our nursing managers to try to accommodate these patients. And one of the 
benefits of working at Regional One with the Firefighters Burn Center is we have the ability to also offload our patients a lot easier now because we have our own inpatient-specific burn rehab. We have our LTAC on the fourth floor where we can communicate and get some of our critically ill ventilated patients. At the same time, we also have the unique ability to transfer some of our patients to our subacute unit, which is our uh, quality skilled nursing home. So this only means that you, this means you're taking care of more patients. It means you're seeing a wider variety of complex in, injuries as you take in more rural areas in, in Mississippi, in northern part of Mississippi. How are you moving care forward in order to meet this demand? So we are very proud of our uh, outreach provided to all the burn centers uh, or, or the, sorry, our outreach provided to the emergency rooms or to our ER physicians within the region. So we have actually uh, come up with a burn app, which is really unique. Uh, telemedicine is the current, uh, we're in the current era of telemedicine. And through this app, we're able to communicate with 200 emergency rooms around our region. So for example, if there's a patient who shows up in, uh, in say, Grenada, Mississippi, uh, some of those areas have just got maybe one or two ambulances and they don't have the ability to transfer patients to a verified burn center. At that point of time, the emergency room doctor will connect with us through the app, send us a picture, which is a HIPAA-compliant uh, procedure of how those burns look, and the physicians, whoever is on call, me or my partners, we have the ability to triage these folks and also get them to the right place requiring them at the right time. So that helps protect our resources and also offers the quality care that these patients deserve. So, you know, when we talk about challenges of status quo, that's a great example of technology with telemedicine helping you better take care of your patients and being more efficient in sometimes those burns that can stay in the community that they're in versus coming up here and having you look at them and send them back. So I think that's great. But we're not only talking about technology. We're also talking about culture and working as a team. How has that happened at the burn center when you talk about challenging the status quo? So I started as the medical director about two years ago, and one of the things I've realized is in leadership, it's about making sure everybody looks good and everybody is working towards the same mission. Uh, None of this would be possible without support from the colleagues, like our nursing managers, our quality person, our uh, rehab team, my partners, the critical care doctors. We have gone from an individual approach to a holistic team approach. It's a team sport. And it's all about what can we all do together, even with our case management system or our social work, what can we do better to get this particular patient through the hospital to a point of care where they can go back and start functioning, whether it requires them to go to rehab or to a skilled nursing home, decrease their length of stay, get them out of the hospital sooner to help you know have that cycle turned over faster. It's all come from a change in approach where every single person in the team is equally important as the leader. Very good. You know, sometimes my uh, wife will have me go light a pilot light on the fireplace or the water heater, and I'm, I, I say, well, thank God the Bernstein is there. Hopefully I don't need it. But it, it's always in the back of my mind because I'm dealing with gas and, and flame. <laughs> and so I I, um, hope I hope I never show up at one of your um, – um, one of the emergency rooms there just to uh, – because something has happened, but it's good to know that you are there. Um, 
so the innovations you've talked about are specific to the burn center, um, reducing length of stay and um, on, on all that. Is there is this applicable to the hospital as a whole? And what is your advice to your regional one health colleagues, whether they be in other service lines, in thinking about putting new ideas into action as um, they they are part of the healthcare system? I think that's a great question. And one of the things I would tell my colleagues is what I've learned from this role in the last two years is first one has to listen and understand what is the problem. So an example is our central line infections. As you know, Dr. Cooper, Mm -hmm. Uh, we had a certain high amount of central line infections four to five years ago. After discussing with our nursing team, after discussing with my intensive care partners, my co-physicians, we came up with strategies such as trying to decrease the use of central lines, trying to decrease, trying to use other resources such as midlines or peripheral IVs, coming to the hospital every day, trying to say, what can I do to get my patient off the ventilator? What can I do to get my Foley catheter out on this patient? What can I do to get that particular wound closed to get this patient out, out of the hospital? All these strategies eventually took a while. There were challenges. People are resistant to change initially. But once we started seeing these results, we're proud that we're almost at two years now without a central line infection and close to a year uh, without a a, a cauti infection. And we've also decreased our, I don't think we've had a single pressure ulcer in the burn center for more than two years. And uh, our MRSA uh, rate, uh, which is unique because our patients don't have closed skin. Our patients have open wounds, which means we're putting... Lines putting or doing procedures through colonized bacterial overloaded uh, areas of the body. And to get these kind of results has just come from listening to everybody and understanding the problem rather than, uh, you know, autocratic uh, thought process where it was just one way. So that's what I've learned. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing because we all hear that term. That's not how we do it here. Um, when doing something different or challenging that, um, looking at literature, learn from your colleagues across the country in order for us to better take care of our patients, reduce their risk of, of harm. I think it's great advice to all of us, to all services. It's really applaudable what you've done with your team. After today's discussion, what stands out to me is we can apply innovative thinking to so many parts of what we do. Maybe even everything we do, um, we can challenge um, that. It, that doesn't mean doing something new just for the sake of doing something you new. Instead, it means it, it's value and challenging the current way that we're thinking. Do you see a way of using fewer medical supplies um, while providing the same or better level of care to your patients? Is there a new way you can communicate about the medical bill, the test, or treatment options so patients can understand um, what's going on in their situation better? How can you reward your team members and make them feel comfortable about suggesting new ways of doing things? These questions Dr. Valimer and his team have answered in, in the, at the Burn Center, and they are questions we should be asking all of ourselves. Dr. Valimer, thank you for what you do um, on a daily basis and taking care of the, the Mid-South and our burn patients. Thank you for leading your team and, and being that leader that challenges the status quo and looking for better and innovative ways to better um, take care of our patients. Innovation is helping our burn center remain one of the best in the nation and allowing it to serve more patients. So thank you. Any closing words you want to give before we sign off of our lunch and go eat some um, our, our lunch for today? I, w- I would just say, Dr. Cooper, that it requires every single individual to be coming to work 
with the same mission and the same goal. Uh, we 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 have worked closely with I, I've forgotten to mention them EVS, our environmental services. Sit down with them, talk to them, ask them how can you how can we do a better job in getting our rooms turned over, rooms cleaned, getting our infections down. It it has to be said that one has to be willing to listen, and one has to be willing to face tough questions and understand the challenges, and then march along. And I'm extremely proud to be a leader in this wonderful burn center. And I, I hope to continue to do what uh, what I do with the support of uh, everybody. Thank you again, sir. Thank you for what you do. You've been listening to Lunch with Dr. Coopwood, a podcast series that features Dr. Coopwood in conversations with people around Regional One Health and elsewhere who are making a difference with our premier behavior.